0: Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message all right City Place Church I am sitting down today if you're here for the very first time we're gonna change things up a little bit normally I'm all over the platform moving all around but today the Lord has put something on my heart as it relates to prayer and I want to make sure that you have your Bible make sure you have your Bible and that you have downloaded I've got my message right here that downloaded uh, today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes we're gonna be taking some notes uh, today and then I want you to have with you a separate sheet of paper. So you're going to need something to write with, a separate sheet of paper. We're going to worship God at the end of our service, and you're going to need that sheet of paper. You're going to need just a moment where you can just have your time with the Lord. But I wanted to set the tone for what uh, the Lord wants to say. And instead of me running all around uh, the stage today, I felt like um, we just wanted to lean in together. And so uh, we're just going to have a conversation with the Lord. And we're just going to have a conversation with each other. And I believe that God wants to just share some things from his heart. We've been focused uh, on effective and fervent prayer. And that word fervent there means to put forth power. And our foundation verse over these last few weeks, as we've been in 21 days of prayer, has been James chapter 5, where James says in verse 13, he says, If there's anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over you. Anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. This morning, we're going to continue our thought We've been spending all summer going through God's word. That's the reason why we wanted you to have a physical Bible. And today we're continuing our thought around prayer. Man, we have been having some amazing times. I invite you to join us again this Wednesday at 630 a.m. I know it's early, but the Bible says that Jesus got up early to pray as well. So we're going to gather together in prayer. And this week's focus on Wednesday is going to be praying for your needs and our needs as a church and really just seeing God uh, come in and just respond to some of the things that burdens our heart or we may be asking of him. So that's Wednesday. We've had some amazing Sunday morning prayer right before service at nine We've been leaning in and today I wanted to just continue the thought of effective and fervent prayer. We said that there's some ingredients to effective and fervent prayer. I'm not going to to, to labor on what we've already taught, but I just want to bring it to your remembrance. You can watch it online. It says, where there's pressure, prompting, and pain, we have an opportunity to experience effective and fervent prayer. We said with passion and persistence, there's an opportunity to experience effective prayer. We said that when we partner with others, according to God's word, that there's an opportunity for effective and fervent prayer. And then most importantly, that, in every aspect of our relationship with the Father, when we go in prayer, we have to have focused faith on the person. We want to find Jesus in those moments. And God spoke to our church and said, these 21 days, our focus and our expectation can be that we will experience God encounters and answered prayer. That's been our focus over the last couple of weeks. We said things like this because when you read James chapter 5, verse 16, James says, in every situation, pray, no matter what it is. Like, pray. If you're sick, pray. If you're going through something, grab somebody and pray. If they're suffering, pray. But pray first. And we said that prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. It's not something that we just grab and feel like it. No, prayer needs to be a part of our life. In fact, last week we talked about having a lifestyle of prayer, that our prayer, our rally cry has to be pray first. And that prayer has to be our lifestyle. It has to come out of us in every situation. We have to be in constant communication with God. In fact, we describe prayer and define prayer as focused communication with God that produces intimacy, power, life change, and results for the glory of God. We're focusing our conversation with the Father. And because we do that, man, we experience intimacy. We get to know who he is. Jesus said, when you go to pray, start off with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Like we're trying to get to know who he is in prayer. But man, as a result, he endues us with power. We experience power. He changes us. And then we see results which bring him glory. Everything that we will ever experience, overcome, win in, accomplish should be for his glory and for his great name. Which then led us to this thought last week in which we said prayer is not about God moving toward us. But prayer is about us moving toward God. And this week, as I was just preparing and thinking about where God wanted us to be in my personal study, I came across this conversation that David, the giant slayer, the king of Israel had with God. And listen to this verse in Psalms 25, verse 14. It says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. Like, Here, lean in real quick. David says, the Lord confides in those who fear him and he makes his covenant known to them. Like I read that and I thought, whoa, like the creator of the world will lean in to me and share. This is how the King James puts it. The secrets of the Lord are revealed and showed to those who fear. Like God has things on his heart that he literally wants to share with you and I. And so that lead, led me to think about this thought th- this week. And this is where I didn't want to be all over the place. I just wanted to, to lean in because I wanted to ask the question and I wanted to see how you would respond as we lean into God's word. Is What matters to God when we pray? What matters to God when we pray? Jesus said, hey, listen, when you pray, pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Watch now. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He he pauses and says, listen, check and see what's on his heart. Before you get to what's on yours. And when I read in Psalms 25 that David said the Lord confesses, in those who fear him. He literally makes his covenant known to them. I couldn't help but think about as we are in 21 days of prayer, we're heading into week three. I couldn't help but think of what matters to God when you and I pray. And so if you're ready to take this journey with me, I I just want to pray. Holy Spirit, reveal to us what Father God is thinking about. So that as we pray and we're seeking God and we're believing for encounters and answered prayer, Father, we want to know what matters to you most. Speak to us, change us. I thank you for those that's going to say yes to you, who's going to experience life change in this service. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Make sure that you have today's message notes, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. If this is your first time hanging out, my name is Damon, and we're so honored to have you this morning. Here's the first thing that I noticed that matters to God when we pray. Write this down: Your faith matters. Your faith matters. James chapter one verse six says this, "But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything. From the Lord. James literally says, Hey, listen, when you go to the Father, uh, make sure that you go to Him with faith. Like, go to Him and give Him everything. Don't doubt. But when you pray, give Him your faith. In fact, Hebrews says it like this it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith. It's the evidence of things not. Seen. You read the rest of Hebrews chapter 11 and you hear by faith Moses, by faith Abraham, by faith Ruth, by faith Sarah. There was such a level of expectation in their communication with God that they knew that faith mattered to the Father. And so faith is what matters to God. You and I have to bring Faith to God. See in Scripture, in the New Testament, which is the second half of the Bible. You might say, well, well, "Damon, I don't have great faith." Listen, there are stories in the New Testament where the Bible says that Jesus was approached by by people, and they'd say, "Jesus, can you do this miracle?" And Jesus would say, "Yes." And then they would say, "But but 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 I believe, but can you help my unbelief? Like I, I have just a little bit left, and but if you could help me increase." to where I need to be, Jesus is like, listen, I'll meet you right where you are. I'll grab what you have. In another story, Jesus says, if you have the faith the size of a little small mustard seed, you can speak to mountains and they will be moved aside. Like Jesus will use what little you have and cause it to do great things. So your faith matters to God. As we are praying over these 21 days of prayer, we've been talking about what it looks like to have effective and fervent prayer. We talked about a lifestyle of prayer. Prayer is moving towards God moving towards us. We're saying, God, I'm coming to you with my focused communication, knowing that when I come to you, you're gonna meet me. You're gonna, you're gonna allow me to experience the intimacy that's available to me and grow in relationship with you. You're gonna allow me to experience the power Life change and the result that result, in your glory. Everything that we do is for the glory of God. Write this down. Number two, when it comes to what matters to God, when we pray, our motives matter. Why are we coming? Is it just that we need the genie in the bottle to to give us the wishes that we need? Because he's not that. He's, he's not a genie. He doesn't respond just because we have a need. No, he's dead like Jesus talked about. Why are we coming to him? Are we coming to, to, to find Jesus and meet the person of Jesus or are we just coming to have the prayer answered? Why? Are we, are, are we coming because we just need a problem solved or are we coming to meet the problem solver? Are we coming because we just need the provision or are we coming to meet Jehovah Jireh? Are we coming because life is being thrown apart or are we coming to find him? And the result is the answered prayer. Our motives matter. I think about a story in in, in scripture where the Bible says that there was a king named Saul who didn't even realize that the presence of God was about to leave. And he was responding in his own strength and trying to pray for things that God didn't want. And he just was trying to get what he wanted. And it was just not what the father wanted. Your motives matter. My motives matter. Here's what the Bible says in James chapter four. It says, when you ask, You do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Go back to Psalms 25, verse 14. It says, the Lord confides in those who fear him, reverence him, uh, declare him to be holy. When man, if I approach God with a pure heart of like, I am approaching the creator of the world, the one who exists above all things, the one who is all powerful, all knowing he is everywhere. I realize that when I go to him, not only is he creator, but man, because of Jesus Christ and his redemptive power, I realize that I also can know him as dad. I am coming from a place of worship into your presence, not from a place of what you can do for me. Like, I don't know if you've been guilty of this, but I've been guilty of uh, seeking the hands of God and not the face of God. I've been guilty of coming with what do you have in this hand versus can you just hold me with those hands? Like, our motives matter when it comes to. What moved God's heart when we're in prayer? Proverbs 16, 12 says, All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Our motives matter. Damon, why are we talking about what matters to God when we're in 21 days of prayer? It's because when Jesus said, Approach him as dad, worship his name, and then ask him, what's on his heart. He's literally giving us a blueprint of the rhythm of prayer, of how prayer can be enjoyable, but it all goes back to him. And man, when we come with a pure heart and a pure motive, God says, I respond. Actually in Psalms 25, it literally, David says, who can ascend to the mountain of the Lord? The one that has clean hands And a pure heart is the one that can push into God's presence. It doesn't mean that my desperation doesn't get me to God. It doesn't mean that God doesn't accept me in my brokenness. No, it just means that God, when I come to you, I'm coming to you because I want you first. And I realize that you bless and respond, but you're the one that I'm after. As we head into this last seven days of 21 days of prayer, The goal is not to see if God will answer my prayer. And if he didn't, oh, man, no, it's I am trying to find you. And if I find you, I know that I can rest in the fact that what you start you complete. And that you'll respond to what's on my heart. Which leads me to number three. So we've got your faith matters. Your motives matter. This is a tough one. Be careful, don't be be mad at me. The way you and I live matters. Like it matters, the way we live. Look at this verse, we're staying in James. James chapter five, verse 16. And I read this at the start, it says this. It says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective is what it says in in the NIV. I looked up the word righteous because righteous, man, I don't know if you ever said said this. I've, I've heard this a lot, man. They so self-righteous. Like, OK, well, what do we mean by that? Well, what does scripture mean by righteous? Because it doesn't necessarily mean perfection. But look at what it means. It means used of him. Whose way of thinking, feeling and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God and who therefore needs no rectification in the heart or their life. Literally, righteous means I have given my life over to the full will of God. I am under his lordship. I, as Damon, exist, yes, but my will is now submitted to his. When I say yes to Jesus, I come under his authority. His standard of living becomes mine. I choose to live by the commandments of God, the standards of God, the promises of God. I choose to be corrected by him. I choose to follow him. I choose to become a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. James says. That the righteous person. When you pray, it accomplishes much. It's powerful and it's effective. How we live matters. I know, I know sometimes, I said this a few weeks ago, that, that as a pastor, sometimes we've been guilty of lowering God's standard and making it seem like it's just easy to follow Jesus. or so you can live any kind of way that you want. I'm almost about to stand up because I can feel my, can you hear my voice? Oh, easy, easy. Like, It's sometimes we we make it seem like it's you can do whatever you want, or I can do whatever we want, and and it's okay. And that that God will look the other way just because. No, like there's a standard of God that He asks us to live by. That if we misstep, He'll He'll nudge us back in place. How we live matters to God. It matters. Number four, your relationships matter. Your relationships matter. As I was preparing, this one got me because I'm thinking about this. And I'm realizing, oh, Lord. I have to make sure that my heart is always right before you. I'm going to read number four and it's going to apply to the one I just read and how you live. Watch this. Number four, your relationships matter. Mark chapter 11, verse 24 says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, somebody say prayer, whatever you ask in that focused communication with God that produces intimacy, power, life-changing results for the glory of God, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Let's go. But we can't stop there. Sometimes we stop there. But look at what Jesus says after he says, it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. Like it's not like pray over here. okay, and it will be yours. He says, now, if you're standing in prayer, hey, pause really fast. Make sure that there's nothing in your heart that you haven't forgiven someone else of. Because if you haven't forgiven someone else, you haven't been forgiven yet. And so before we talk about everything that's going to be done, make sure that your relationships matter to you because they matter to God. And you don't want a ceiling. on when you're praying and you're trying to figure out why. Your prayers seem like there's a delay. And, and Jesus is like, you're still holding on to that offense. Week after week, day after day, month after month, year after year, you still haven't forgiven them yet. Deal with that, come to me in prayer with that. I got convicted because I wanted to make sure, like I was like literally like, Lord, I have to make sure that there's some interactions in my life that I'm healed of, forgiven of. And and I felt like the Lord was just like, Damon, revisit this. I'm highlighting that. I don't want my prayer blocked. I don't, I know you don't want yours either. See, relationships matter. Some of us are married. Some of us have best friends. Some of us have situations in life where we just, ugh. No. Jesus says, hey, go to a place in prayer and ask for forgiveness during this week. I want to challenge all of us to ask the Lord to search our heart in these relationships. Where we may have just go, I'm just sweeping that underneath the rug or it is what it is. I don't know if you ever said it. it is what it is. No. Let's ask God to see if there's not a place in us. where we haven't allowed him to go. Listen to this. This is for husbands and wives. Listen to this. First Peter 3, verse 7 says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. It's like, hey, listen, husbands, marriages, Make sure that you have a place of honor and respect and forgiveness in your own home so that your prayers aren't stopped. Your relationships matter. This week, as we pray, as we go into week number three and we say, God, what's on your heart? I'm challenging us as a church to go, God, I thank you for, for growing my faith. I thank you that the faith that I have, I'm giving to you. I'm starting right here at this level of faith, whether it's here or whether it's here, God, I'm giving you my faith and I trust that I'm going to meet you and encounter you today. God, search my heart for my motives. I want my motive to be pure. I want you to know that I'm coming to find you first, but I realize that when I find you that there's blessing involved and answered prayer and correction, but I want you to know I'm trying to find you. Lord, if I am living outside of your standard, Jesus, I want to live according to your standard because the way we live matters. And then, Father, whatever's in my heart that is not like you because I'm holding that offense, or maybe I haven't even forgiven myself, God, I thank you. I receive your forgiveness. At the end of our service, remember I told you we're going to worship a little bit? You're going to need that separate sheet of paper because you're going to have an opportunity to just spend some time with the Lord inside of our service. You're gonna have some opportunities to go, okay, okay, God, you're dealing with me in my faith, or God, you're dealing with me on my my lifestyle, or God, you're dealing with me on my relationships or my motives, like, we're gonna do that in service today. Let's get ready to, to bring this home. Write this down, number five. What matters to God when we pray? God's will matters. His will matters when we pray. First John chapter five, verse 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence that we have in, watch now, approaching God. When we, we're going to God, when, remember, it's prayer is all about us going to him, not him coming to us. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything, somebody say anything, anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Man, when we go approaching. Father, what's on your heart? Jesus says, hey, listen, you go to the father and say. What 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 are you thinking about in heaven? Tell me that, like, what are you thinking about in heaven? So that when I pray that I know that you're going to respond to that literally, Peter says, um, or I'm sorry, John says, listen, when you approach. Pray his will. I looked up the word will. And it means this of the purpose of God to bless mankind. Watch this now through Christ of what God wishes to be done by us. Literally, Father, what is your purpose in this moment? To bless mankind through the price that Jesus paid, through the gift that Jesus gave us through salvation. Like if we're going to pray according to the will, here's the thing. You and I have to spend time in our relationship with God. To find out his will. Father, what's your what's your will for my family? Well, Let's search scripture. Joshua said, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, well, then, hey, we're going to serve the Lord. Father God, what's your, what's your will for my finances? What's your will for my purpose and my destiny? What's your will for my healing? What's your, what's, what's your will for my confidence? What's your will for, 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 for that fear situation? God hasn't given me a fear to fear your word says. So Father, your will is, is that I don't walk in fear. We have to pray according to the will of God, not just God, if it's your will. Yes, we pray according to his will. But Father, your word says that when I approach you, So I'm bringing your will back to you. Your will is for my family member to be saved. It's not some, God, if it's your will, save my family. No, God, your will is that my family member, according to the price that Jesus paid, encounters you. So Father, I thank you that through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, it is your will for my lost loved one to be saved. James, when you come, pray according to his will, because he's going to hear you. God's will matters. Jesus says this, look at his reality and then look at his. Father, I belong to you. Luke chapter 22 says this in verse 42 and 43 says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, not what I want to do. But yours be done. I find this amazing because Jesus came knowing his purpose. Knowing his destiny knowing that he is the sacrificial lamb. But in this moment, he goes, oh, can I add another option to what you want to do, Father? Can you please remove this option from me? But you know what? It's not about me. Your purpose, your plans matter most. It's not about my motives in this situation, Father. Although my flesh says no, since I know your will, let it be done. Your will is to use me to bless mankind. And so, therefore, your will wins. I wrote this, that the more time you and I spend with God intimately, we discover Learn and trust his will. Jesus, if you can take another option, Father. But you know what? That was just a moment. Just a moment. It's not, it's not my will. I already realized the standard that you've set, and I've chosen to follow that standard. Your will be done. Which leads me to the last one. What matters most to God? And I gave you faith matters, motives matter, How you and I live matters. Our relationships matter. We got to get those right. God's will matters. But what matters most is that you and I have an honest relationship with God through Christ. His will is that you and I accept that free gift that Jesus gave when he died on the cross. Jesus is having a conversation, I just read it to you in Luke, where he's going, Father, is there another option? But wait a second, not my will, your will be done. In the New Testament, there's a verse which says that Jesus says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the shame, handled all of the despising, handled all of the pain, so that you and I could come into a relationship with him. Like he viewed you as joy when he was hanging on the cross. He endured all of the pain, all of the mocking for you. What matters most when you and I pray is that you and I enter into an honest relationship with Jesus. This moment is the most important moment in our service. Your faith matters, your motive matters, the way you and I live matters, our relationships matters, God's will matters, but the most important thing that matters is that you and I have a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus Christ died on a cross for you and that he rose again. The Bible says that when Jesus died, he gave you and I eternal life is what the Bible says. I'm thinking about a story of a young man that visited our church just a few weeks ago. He was coming there just to to do some things. He was working on a project for the church and he was listening to the message and I noticed that he was talking to some people, and some people came over to me, and they said, "Hey, Pastor Damon, uh, this is." They introduced himself and said he was here serving and working, but God spoke to his heart, and he gave his life to Jesus. And I thought, "Wow, how amazing is is God that He would have a person who's coming to help out our church, who's serving and working?" their job but God spoke to him and he said I want to give my life to Jesus man God's will is for the price that Jesus paid and the gift that Jesus gave to be experienced by mankind what matters most to God is that you and I walk into an honest relationship with God I got a chance to hang out with the young man just recently and he was sharing his testimony and he said something clicked in me that I needed to have a relationship with God for real right where you are it's 21 days of prayer and we preached about prayer but what matters most is that you have an honest relationship with Jesus and that that comes through salvation salvation is a gift it is literally an acknowledgement and an acceptance that without Jesus We're sinful people. We are sinful people. We we miss the mark. But without Jesus, we can't have a relationship with the Father. But with Jesus, we are forgiven and we can have eternal life. And so right where you are, there's a verse in Scripture. It says that if you and I will confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes in and lives as Lord of our life. Step one, this morning we're going to pray a prayer and I just want to invite you to pray that prayer because the most important thing that matters to God is this moment is when you and I enter into an honest relationship with God and I can honestly tell you since our church launched six years ago we've seen over 400 people make a decision for Jesus The decision that you make today is going to be the best decision you make of your life, but the next step in your journey is going to be one where you will grow in Christ. And so, right where you are, I just want you to pray this simple prayer after me. Come on, come on, city place. We've been praying all week long for this moment. Say, Dear Jesus, in this moment, I give you my life, I repent of my sins and I realize that without you, I miss the mark. So I'm coming to you with faith. I'm coming to you with a pure heart and motives to meet you. I give you access to my life. I want to know God's will for me. And I accept you this day as my Lord and my savior. Thank you for dying for me. And thank you for raising from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on City Place, can you make some noise? Come on, can you make some noise for those that said yes to Jesus? Come on, right where you are. Well done, well done. Let me give you just a couple of next steps in that decision that you made for Jesus. There's a connection card that I mentioned at the start of service. I want you to fill that out, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know the decision that you made today to follow Jesus. Our team wants to send you, if you don't have one, a Bible and a little devotional that just simply says fresh start with God. We'd love to send that to you. And we'd love to invite you into city groups. City groups kick off right after the Labor Day holiday. And there's a group of people that come together to grow in their relationship with God. This is just the first step. You said yes to Jesus and we wanna help you become a fully devoted follower of Jesus. I wish I could tell you that every day would be easy. It won't be, but what I can tell you is that Jesus will never leave you. And so I want to invite you to discover family. I wanna invite you to discover community and I wanna invite you to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Amen? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So here's what we're getting ready to do. Right now, I want you to grab that sheet of paper. Come on, we get ready to to do an exercise together. I want you to grab that sheet of paper. And while you're grabbing that sheet of paper, I want you to get ready to give. We have been having such an amazing uh, year as it relates to our impact in our city. Uh, I was making a list of all of the things that we were accomplishing as a church. And man, we have already as a church this year completed over 12 projects and more to come as it relates to serving our community. We've seen, wait for this now, we've seen almost 80 people make decisions for Christ this year. Over 80 people making a decision for Christ this year. We've seen seven people baptized this year. Come on, City Place Church. Like God is up to something. Um, And so well done, well done. And why are we talking about this during times of giving? Well, when we give, we create an environment for the Church of Jesus to function in a practical way, but we also are able to give missionally. So we've given to you moms, which helps uh, uh, ladies who are considering abortion, like find a community whether they have the abortion or not, like they, they're able to be loved on. And those that choose to keep their child, we help supply uh, daycare for them. Like, let's go. We give to uh, missions in Israel and locally. Like, well done. When we give to the Lord, we're able to be His hands and feet. So well done today. So our team is putting that information up on the screen. Uh, hopefully you were able to get your, your sheet of paper. Go ahead and get your sheet of paper. paper. I'm gonna pray over those that said yes to Jesus, and we'll pray for our time of giving. But here's what I want you to do. We're getting ready for a time of worship. Remember I told you we're gonna end our service. I'm putting up some, just some think about this questions. And I want you to think about what God may have said to you this service. And I want you to have just an extended time with God. We got one worship song, and I just want you to think about one, uh, you know, of, of the five things that you heard today that mattered to God, which one, rang out to you or maybe that person that you need to forgive. I want you to extend your ministry moment in your own house with an atmosphere of worship. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today for those that said yes to you. Jesus, in all things, everything that we say and everything that we do, we want to bring you glory. So I celebrate every single person that gave their heart to you today because that's what matters to the Father the most. I pray that as we enter into this time of personal time with you, where we're focusing our communication and focusing our faith on Jesus. I pray that the intimacy that you desire, where we run to you and we don't just expect you to come to us. I pray that as we approach you, like John said, I pray that we approach you with expectation. Meet us in this moment. Receive our worship. Speak to us and bless these 21 days. Thank you for this week of prayer. Fall fresh, speak clear. And Father, we also honor you as we worship you through our giving today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Enjoy your time with Jesus City Place. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode and we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.